Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of the Thanks for Having Me podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Phillips, and I still don't really know what I'm doing with this podcast, but I'm having a blast talking to all my friends, so I hope that you have fun on this journey with us. Today's episode, I'm interviewing Rob Estevez. He's a worship leader at Life Church in Oklahoma City. He's a former roommate of mine and a dear friend. Just like my conversation with Liz, uh, me and Rob went like two and a half hours um, and I had to condense it down into this 40 something minute uh, podcast. I took some of your feedback. Uh, Some of you guys were like, we need more than 20 minutes. So we're trying a little longer uh, (laughs) in this episode. If you hate it, that's great. Let me know and I'll make it shorter uh, next time. I'm kind of finding with doing these interviews that they go for like two and a half hours and I just kind of have to cut out so much of it. So maybe one day I'll have a Patreon page where you'll get the fully unedited, unadulterated Thanks for Having Me podcast. But until then, I hope you enjoy the edited ones. So without any further ado, ado, further ado, I don't know what the phrase is. I won't make you wait any longer. Here is the conversation between... Rob Estevez, a.k.a. Robe Steves, and myself. I'm curious. I met you at Liberty, but like your origin story, if there was like a, a prequel that I didn't get to see, <laughs> well, like how in the world did you even like start doing music? Like what? Yeah. How did you start? Well, uh, my parents found me abandoned on the street <laughs> in front of a church. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> You had a microphone in your hand and it was just like, let's oh plug God. him in. Let's see what he's got. This is it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like just the cheesiest Hollywood origin story. I like it. There was a prophecy. I don't know. It's raining. It's like of you're course. in a basket. <laughs> no. So um, born and raised in New Jersey, I guess my, my parents kind of identified that I could sing pretty young. And like at the time we were going to this like little Baptist church, like, my parents had found their faith like in the Catholic church in high school. And so when they moved out of New York city to come to New Jersey, they found like this little Baptist church and uh, that's where they kind of got started. And for anybody that knows anything about Baptist churches, there's always the special, right? Mm. There's, there's the, there's the worship set. There's um, some announcements and then they'll break to the special song, usually some sort of CCM popular Thing at the time something that a congregation might not be able to sing along with correct but they they will sit down and enjoy right uh, a special number yes exactly <laughs> uh so like my dad had done a few of them and i was like five years old when they put me up on stage to do one as well and i think that was like the discovery moment of like oh he can he can actually sing. He can hold the tune. Did the whole thing like the track, the instrumental track, you know, like no accompaniment <laughs> <tape>. behind. <laughs> yes. The tape's the already tape. wound to the right part. That's right. You know. <laughs> I Gosh. love how um, in church a lot of times we find out if someone can sing yes. when they're doing it. <laughs> the Like the previous week they had already booked you, yeah. five-year-old Rob Estevez you're on on the schedule we'll yeah. see if you can sing <laughs> right absolutely there's it's so weird but it's, it's I love thing it. that even happens now it happens even now hmm. like oh you can 
Who said you could do that? Well, why don't you just get on up there and do it? You're on the red mic, so grab that as you're going on stage. <laughs> Little yes, poofy the, red, uh, right, different the color. Puff, <laughs> the puff thing over it, you know? Yes. Anyway, so five-year-old Rob, sorry to interrupt. I was just like, special no, music no. is a topic in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. we You could have a whole episode on special music. So that's that's kind of the, the origin of it and found out that I loved it, loved doing it. And my mom found opportunities. I was homeschooled all the way through K through 12. So there was a lot of freedom in the calendar to kind of try stuff, do new things, opportunities. And so my mom found opportunities for me to to sing and hone the craft and get better. And so leading up to where we met, like I obviously grew up in church, did the whole thing. Youth band, again, a whole nother episode can just be mm. on youth band and all of the intricacies and uh, idiosyncrasies of, of that I was whole experience. A, I was a big idiosyncrasy in yeah. that time. So. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so all of that. And in eighth grade, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life for sure. Like church, music, this is it. Man, eighth grade. So eighth grade. middle school, Rob was sitting there. This is what you want to do. This is it. Wow. That's awesome. It, it, yeah. It was really cool. It, it it just made sense. Like there's, and especially in eighth grade, like you don't know anything. You have no clue. But like that, that was one thing I knew for sure. I was like, I just need to do this. This is what it is. Like God kind of just spoke that over me quick and heard that, received it and ran with it. And that's, and it was that year where my mom found out that Liberty existed, Liberty University, where we met and they had the worship program. And so she was like, look at this, read this. This is what they offer. And I was like, seems legit. Let's this go. This is it. <laughs> this is it. So I, I didn't apply anywhere else. Like LU was the only place I applied. And that was back when there was no wait list. And there, we're just letting literally anybody in. Because I'll tell you this right now. My SAT scores were terrible. They were horrible. <laughs> no no college should have let me in. They should have known. Nah. No, this is not going to be good. Yeah. So LU was the only place I applied. They let me in and uh, learned a ton about myself, about who God called me to be, about my musicianship. So my home church was had a pretty tight grip around worship and the worship culture. Not a place to explore any sort of artistic merit, if if you kind of get what I'm saying. Like it, it's, mm -hmm. it is all about Jesus. If there's any whiff that you're trying to do this for yourself – there's a problem and great, great philosophical point, right? I don't think they handled those situations the best, especially from 14, 15, 16 year old kid. Yeah. Who again, does not know anything. <laughs> does not know <laughs> what that means. Um, but I, I say this for, for this point. So that was my whole view on musicianship period. It was just like, this is all Jesus. Not of me at all. Um, but when I came to Liberty, like everybody kind of saw me as like this artist, like, oh my gosh, like I heard that a ton, like, oh, you're such a great artist. I'm like, artist who? What, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Why do you even say that? Like, I just, it didn't, didn't resonate at all. Didn't understand it. 
But what God showed me there was like, there's room for my story and what I'm writing in you, like what I'm doing in you and our personal relationship has a part to play in your exhortation and in your output of this gift. Um, so that's what I appreciated the most about it is like, there were so many people like yourself and that I got to collaborate and, um, kind of attach some more influence and learn and grow and get better and uh, just find out more about the gifting, you know, and, and, and that part of it and have like another space, just like how church had the introduction or the origin story, like college had this, the next chapter and there was a great environment to just explore more things and do more things. Uh, it was awesome. Well, I hope you've been enjoying the Thanks for Having Me podcast with Rob Estevez so far. This is a short commercial break. And since I don't have any actual sponsors, which if you want to sponsor an episode in the future, let me know. Uh, But until then, I'm just going to let you know what I'm up to. So just about two years ago, my friend Jason and I opened up a podcast studio in downtown Franklin, Tennessee called The Arcade. We do everything from recording podcasts to editing them to even strategy for it. So if you want to check it out, uh, come hang with us, play some Street Fighter or some Galaga. Uh, We actually do have video game stuff in there. But uh, check us out, redbirdsocial.com slash studio dash rental. Hit us up with those podcasting needs. Okay, uh, back to the show. So we're at Liberty University Rob and I were both a part of the worship major uh, circle. We were a little bit different times. We overlapped for like a year. And then um, there are just so many things within Mm -hmm. that culture that Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, it could go forever. We could talk forever about different personalities uh, because it is a weird time in your life where everybody is your age. Mm -hmm. Everybody is studying the same thing and coming from different walks of life. And so there's like the person who sits in the middle of our little David's place, uh, worship building and they called it David's place, uh, and plays guitar in the middle where everyone's walking through and you're just always bumping (laughs) into people playing guitar and and showing off or, you know, there's theological debates going on in the bathroom between two dudes washing their hands. It's weird. It's there's, there's a lot of weird stuff, but I would love to hear, if you have any uh, funny moments or um, I mean, obviously there's a million funny moments, but any come to mind uh, from our time at at the central Virginia (laughs) (laughs) Christian (laughs) private institution. So um, yes, I think the funniest, the funniest part for me is how sure everybody talked, right? When, anything was spoken so you're talking about like those theological debates in the bathroom as if as if any of those people have any sort of merit to stand on any sort of experience any sort of uh security in their knowledge to speak so emphatically about these topics and it wasn't just about the theology but it was for sure about musicianship as well Mm. or like style like (laughs) There, <laughs> I remember like anybody like also like m- meeting new people, right? So you're in class, you're in the worship 101, you know, 
first class and you're meeting people around you and either before or after and they're like, oh, well, what kind of like music do you like? Oh, I like John Mayer. Oh, man, his freaking his voice, man, his guitar skills are just insane, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like that tone. Yeah, he's oh, the pinnacle. <laughs> you, you really love music if you listen to – or you appreciate great music if you listen to John Mayer, man. Mm. Totally. For any guitar player, I'm sure, as well. Um, 100%. It was, it was like – it was that type of stuff that I look back and I'm like, man – because I, I see college students now. I'm like, why are they all tiny children? Why? Like – why I because I, I've been back a couple times since leaving. My brother still lives in that town, so the most recent time I was back was for his wedding. Him and his wife got married in Lynchburg, and um, going back and strolling around the campus, I'm like, oh my god, they're all kindergartners, all of them. Mm. And so I think back, I'm like, that was me. I was this young child out here on my own amongst an entire institution of young children talking as if we were adults and we were not clearly. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of something like specifically though. Well, I definitely, maybe this will spark some, something for you. So for those that are listening, this place called David's place was a, a glorified huge house (laughs) um, that was in the middle of campus There were rooms that were kind of partitioned off, but like not fully finished. Like there were like spaces in between where the wall should meet the roof. So get up. (laughs) But there was not. And so, um, I mean, honestly, I feel like in a sidebar, it was kind of one of those like thin places where I do feel like God met me there and heaven seemed a little closer to earth than, uh, you know maybe the dining hall, but anyway, uh, I felt like there was, (laughs) there's so many classes I sat in and, and mind you, David's place is all music happening all the time. So you have private lessons going on. You have these worship one-on-one classes where, uh, you're required to get a band together and present music, uh, which in itself is a funny, Thing. Like you've never met these kids before you're all 18 years old and they're like, find five people, make a worship band and you'll be presenting twice this mm-hmm. semester. So all this is going on. And, uh, we had a class called oral skills where you basically learn sight singing and uh, how to take down music, how to hear like different yeah. intervals and chords. And, yeah. um, I was sitting in this oral skills class and it was a takedown day where they would play like a song and you had to chart out the melody. Um, and so it was a song none of us had ever heard. It was like more of a classical piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the next room was just this worship 101 hype energy going full blast Phil Wickham style intro um, just going at it. And <laughs> we're in this class with no real partition other than like, you know, uh, a drywall between us, a uh, piece of drywall. And I sat there and I was like, what is it? What is my life yes. right now that like I'm being asked to take this down and this band is just like rock concert in my ears and it's eight o'clock in the morning. Yes. Like, eight thirty is when the class started. Eight thirty. Who's why? out here? First of all, why does an oral skills 
class exist at mm. 8.30 in the morning. And then yeah. to your point, why on earth are you jamming out so hard? Oh, man. I was talking about this with one of our guitar players. His name is Ashley Dasher. We were talking and joking like it's seven o'clock in the morning, full blown rock and roll. When would we ever go into our garage at seven in the morning on a weekday, (laughs) click on the amp and just never Foo Fighters it up? (laughs) Never, never, never. That's why I like weird thing for for. So we have an 830 service at the church I work at now and. I have I've learned to have so much grace for that crowd because let's just be honest like I'm going to I'm going to bring some energy for sure I'm going to worship like we're meeting Jesus right now we're responding to his goodness we're we're having a moment with him so I'm I'm for sure going to worship how I worship 100% but I am not going to expect this full out pentecostal mm. response for an 8:30 crowd because if I were sitting out there you best believe I'd be sipping on that coffee, just, <laughs> just trying to wake up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm surprised you're even here, but because I'm just, I'm just not a morning person. So, but uh, so back to some of those stories. I gotta share this one. Now, this is this is all on me. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> I look back and laugh at it now, but back then I was like, this is the worst moment of my life. So. <clears throat> You mentioned private lessons, right? So I had this voice teacher. Vocals was my primary, so I had all the private lessons for voice, right? And I uh, got put with this teacher who um, was known for not being gracious. Let me just say that in the nicest way possible. And if any of y'all that are listening that were there while I was there, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention his name. So he was just known for being very to the point. This is not a game. We're here to do work. And um, very opposite of me. And so come in week one. Now, mind you, we have the – our finals are like we have to like learn this piece, the, learn this classical song, and sing it at the end of the semester, right? So this is week one, and he says – he gives me this assignment. Um. So you need to find an accompanist for your recital for the end of the semester. Now, I I'm not the I'm not the type of person that will do everything on the to-do list immediately. I'm very pressure prompted. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, end of the semester, I don't need to do this <laughs> right now. This is, <laughs> I got so much time. I have so much time before I need to start contacting an accompanist to play this song. I don't even know what song I'm singing yet, but we haven't even decided that. But that was like one of the assignments on day one. Um, needless to say, I I keep on failing this teacher's expectations week after week. So I'm not I'm not doing a good job. Okay, <laughs> off off the top, um, <clears throat> I think we're like a month in at this point, and. Remember, I've failed many times. He keeps asking me, did you do this? No. Have you picked a song yet? No. And he's like just so disappointed, like visibly, audibly disappointed. And so he then asks, like, have you found an accompanist? And so me hating failure in all forms, just feeling so wrecked at this point, (laughs) 
I decided to lie. And I said, yes. Yes, I did. Because why? We have three months until the actual thing needs to be done. Plenty of time before we actually need to start rehearsing. I have not. I've picked the song at this point, but I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know it. I don't know the song yet. So we're not even close to its execution. So why on earth would I need to find an accompanist still? It's not going to be something he's going to be worried about. This is on me to do. So I'll just tell him, yeah, I did. Because I just didn't want to say no to him another time. Mm -hmm. Well, this man is wise. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's wise. He knows he's dealing with a whole group of children. He knows. And he goes, really? You found one? (laughs) The challenge. <laughs> Dude, it gets worse. It gets worse. And I go, I'm sticking to it. Like, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. There's no way he's going to know. He's not going to look through my phone, you know, and look at the the track record. And I say, yeah, I did. And he said, how do you, how did you contact them? And so I, I got to go deeper into the lie. I already said yes twice. <laughs> okay. I got to go deeper. And I said, well, I emailed. I emailed him. <laughs> and he goes, okay, well, show me the email. Show me the emails. <laughs> now, I don't know if you remember this, but this legit happened. So this was like a legit excuse I had. This was back when this college had to do a full email wipe because the servers were filled. Okay? Because uh, – like they they literally sent out a message like the week before, like, hey, students, any unnecessary emails that you have and sent trash, we need you to delete. We don't have any more server space. Weird thing. I know. But that legit happened. So I had no emails to show them. Part because <laughs> wow. I didn't I didn't send any emails. To any <laughs> but the school had to do a wipe. So I'm I'm there opening it up and I'm like I don't have any emails to show you. This is what happened. This email goes, oh, okay. So he brings out the list that he gave me. He went, who did you contact on this list? He he wasn't giving up, man. He wasn't letting me go. This <laughs> <Because> is <laughs> the reckless love of God. <laughs> it's sure. a picture, a picture of <laughs> he'll chase you down. <laughs> Yeah, Fight till you're found. Yep. I didn't want to be found though, Jesse. I, I <laughs> did not want to be found. So <clears throat> I tell him the first five people. I'm in. I'm in too deep. I'm in too deep. I got to keep going. <clears throat> I say I contacted the first five people. So the first person, first person on the list calls them up. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, Speaker phone. <laughs> Hey, so and so, this is uh this is Dr. So and so. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm there listening in the seat just like Oh man. <clears throat> oh <laughs> he goes, Hey, uh quick question. Did you get an email from uh Rob Estevez about playing for his recital? She goes, Who? Uh Rob Estevez. She goes, Okay, let me check. Um Little pause as she's searching through her emails. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't gotten anything. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great day. You too. Click. Oh, he looks at me. He looks at me and goes, "I'm gonna ask you one more time. Did you contact 
anyone for your recital? And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) So feeling 10 times more worse than I did when I was saying no to all of his other things that he had asked me to do at the beginning of this. Mind you, we had not gotten to any sort of vocal exercises. This took up the entirety (laughs) of our half an hour lesson. And he was actually, he, I thought he was about to ream. Well, actually he did. He did ream me. He did. He said, imagine if I was your, your boss, your pastor at a church right now. And I caught you in a lie. You would be fired. I would fire you immediately. I was like, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm wrecked. He is just wrecking me right now. He like fired you from the lesson. Yeah, straight up, <laughs> straight up. And I'm like getting pissed. I'm like, because at this point in time, like I will go from disappoint, like feeling disappoint uh, or f- feeling like I've disappointed somebody to anger pretty quickly. Um, so I'm like, I'm just mad at this point. Like, and in my mind, I'm lying to myself. Like, well, if you f- wouldn't have given me this freaking assignment this early, we wouldn't even be here right now. We wouldn't have even done this. This wouldn't even be happening, you know, <clears throat> in, in just in my flesh and in my shortcomings that's that's where i'm going so i'm just getting pissed he's freaking yelling at me and uh (laughs) and then he wraps up it's just like okay well let's pray let's pray right now and he like prayed over me and prayed like and he's like you're gonna pray for forgiveness like so it was like it was this weird thing i was like well i can't be mad at this like we're bringing jesus into this now so Mm. it it was a really interesting way of like wrapping it up um but yeah i will never forget that that's pretty traumatizing yep having your professor (laughs) break you down call me out straight up wow for sure oh snap a second commercial spot uh, I still haven't got any sponsors, like I mentioned earlier, because I, I mean, I just decided I wanted commercials in these. So um, I'll just tell you more about what I've been up to. I've been doing a lot of music producing recently, which has been a ton of fun getting to work on some live projects with some churches and some ministries. And the most recent one that has released music that we've recorded is a group called The Watch. Look them up on Instagram at The Watch Worship. Uh, They're on Spotify, Apple, wherever music is streamed. Uh, Heaven's Coming Down was their first single. As of recording this, uh, on Friday, they're releasing their second single called I Will Wait. And I'm really excited about their full live EP that's coming later on. I don't want to ruin it by saying when it's coming out. Just check them out. Go follow them. Um, I'm super excited for that and the other projects that are coming down the line. So if you have a project and you're like, hey... Uh, I need a producer. Well, there are a ton of great producers out there, uh, so you don't have to choose me. But if you want to work together, I would love to do that. Uh, hit me up on my website, jessedeanrivero.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-D-E-A-N-R-I-V-E-R-O.com. And let's talk. Let's chat. Let's record. Okay, back to the show. Let's talk about the freaking people, bro. Mm. The people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about the people. <laughs> the people, man. Um, go, go ahead. <laughs> I just, the, 
<laughs> it just depends on where you want to take it. This is your show. Thanks. I mean, thanks for having me. You say thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I should have said that at the top. This is our show, Rob. <laughs> this is you're a co-host now. <laughs> just got promoted. Yeah. Um, welcome. Um, I loved how you and your previous guest talked about teams and the traveling and so many nuances there. Um, so many things to go into and the dynamics of that team, you know, Mm. like college teaches you many things. And the things that I remember most about college are not the things I learned in the classroom. It was, it was all the other stuff. hundred percent. And why I still think it, it was worth it, even though there were tons of things I, I didn't like about just school in general, but those four years were worth it for me just because of all this stuff, but like the people dynamic of traveling with a team and to like Christian, Christian university, right? Label anything with the word Christian over it. And people think it has to function like a church, mm-hmm. but this college is a business at the end of the day infused with Christian values but it's a business. So it's going to do things and function in certain ways that a church would never function in. And us living in the infrastructure and being on teams um, have to live in a dichotomy and deal with certain balances that you would never normally have to, to deal with. And ministry teams is a perfect example of that. So you're talking about the like, oh, this person like booked you to this thing and the communication was terrible. Let's let's go into this ministry teams thing. Um yeah. for those that don't know, uh, and even like they don't have them at the school anymore, it's kind of morphed into a different thing. But like yeah. um at the time of arrival, uh when I stepped foot onto campus in two thousand seven, uh what was established was there are these things called um, ministry teams and what they were is kind of these bands that every year uh, a department of ministry teams puts together these bands and books them, sends them out uh, to different churches, conferences, uh, gives them scholarship. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, what a football team is for a school, like as, as far as like recruiting and like all that scholarship opportunities, but for a band. And so mm-hmm. it's a really cool opportunity. Uh, people like come from all over the nation, internationally, even audition for these teams. And um, then they, they select who they think would be good on a team together. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're basically bands that no one on the band actually chose to be with together. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. like you get selected out of a pool of people and they're like, yeah. yeah, you'd be great in this, this band over here or your skill set is for this. And so it's a band that is very unique in its makeup in that um, the personalities on it could be yep. anybody. They Anyone. could be, yeah, like whoever they, they've pushed through the audition process and feel like, you know, this guitarist over here and this guitarist over here might play well together, mm-hmm. whether they do or not, you know. Who knows? It's up to you to find out when you're on the event. (laughs) And then next year, it'll switch based on, you know, if they're like, oh, that didn't work out, then they might move some people around or someone might graduate and they'll put someone else in the spot. So it's a very, it's a very unique thing. You go to different churches with like a, 
like a table, like your merch table that a band would typically have is like a Liberty table. Right. And there's like info for signups and stuff like that. I love like, I love the organization of it. Very cool. Like way to get stuff going. I, I just, I just love that. But like the, the crazy stories are unforgettable. What what are some more? Share some more. Cause I know the one with each hand is just one of many. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, I was a part of this, this team. I kind of, uh, so my undergrad, I was a part of this team uh, that was more like uh, we'd go into traditional churches that also had contemporary uh, services and stuff. We were kind of like uh, in the middle of all these worship wars that started breaking out at churches where it's like <laughs> we're going from suit and tie, oh organ only, to now we have a praise team and there's a band and maybe an electronic drum set. And so – that, context. That, needs to be, that needs to be its own show, Worship wow. Wars. The transitional yeah. eras of of style. Oh, my God. that What a great term. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, honestly, we'd walk in and be the first casualties <laughs> in, yes. the, in the battle. Because, um, I mean, people could hate us, and the church would bring us in to be like, well, we'll test this contemporary thing out. How? How, how does our congregation like this? Oh, you didn't? Cool. Like, moving on. So uh, my freshman year, this is like pretty early on, probably September or October. Um, we had just played Sunday morning at a place. And Sunday evening, we were going to be playing a worship service uh, at this place. And so um, <clears throat> we get in, we roll all of our gear in, which... Um, it's, I mean, honestly, if, if you don't know about like what Liberty's doing music wise, like it's, it's a really cool program. They give you like, it's like a sponsored band. They have all of the equipment that you need yeah, PA amazing. system. It's incredible. So anyway, we roll all of our stuff in our PM 5d and, you know, setting up our PA speakers mm-hmm. and, um, the church pastor is in his office just kind of like doing doing work that afternoon while we were getting ready so the church would be open. We get to sound check and uh like obviously like you were talking about earlier John Mayer was kind of like the the gold standard of like musicianship. <laughs> so all of us are like, yeah, let's play like Waiting on the World to Change or something as like our sound check song. Yeah. So <clears throat> the band checks, we play a little John Mayer. He walks in, he like stops us and he's like, "This is not the music that will be happening tonight, is it?" And we're like, no, this is John Mayer. Like, <laughs> obviously not. Like, we're not playing Waiting on the World to Change and Daughters tonight. Like, we're <laughs> we're we're playing worship music. And he's like, all right, good. Just making sure, like, that would be unacceptable. And so looking back on it now, I'm like, we should have read a little more into what he was <laughs> getting at. Because uh Okay, like set up, sound check, we're all done. We eat like a little uh, catered dinner by some old lady at the church, made Classic. lasagna, beautiful, whatever. I mean, Classic. it could, I'm, I'm 90% sure it was lasagna because that was what 90% of the churches had or pizza. So it was either yeah. pizza or lasagna. Yeah. Something um, Italian. Yeah, which is great, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all food aside, uh, we put on our Sunday best. After that, we dress up. Uh, and suit and tie like we do. And uh, man, first song in, we're playing a song called Again I Say Rejoice, which mm. we did at the beginning of almost every concert. 
and I have my hands up, I have my hands up in worship right now. Yeah. <laughs> <I love you. laughs> uh, we get, we probably get a minute in half the congregation has already left. They're like, Nope, not about this. This is not what we like. Oh. Uh, and so we, we finish the song and the pastor kind of gets up and interrupts us and is like, uh, I want to apologize to you guys, the congregation, for bringing in this demon music into <laughs> our church and begins to tell us about the evils of what oh, we're doing. Our, and he's like, you're done. Like, and so we, <laughs> we, we like get off stage, like really like upset. Sure. And, um, it was like, okay, we're sitting on the front row. He's like, I guess we're going to have, another another uh, feature tonight instead of uh music we're going to be doing uh testimony from our brothers and sisters here that and so like they just brought like some people from the congregation that had just come back from a mission trip or something <laughs> oh like, my god we had to sit there on the front row uh so you stayed in the room yeah like i mean <laughs> yeah i so, would have straight left i mean I that's what it felt like we I mean, it was the most humiliating moment of my life being told like that what we were doing was demon music and we had to sit on the front row and wow. take it and just sit there. And like when we left, I was like, is this what I'm I'm a freshman. This is like month one or two. You're 14. You're 14 years old. <laughs> I had just gotten my permit. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and so I was just like, man, is this what I'm signing up for right here? Am I about to have four years of mm. these kind of experiences? Thankfully, 90% of the things went pretty smoothly, and it was just kind of like go in, worship. People are encouraged, and it's cool. Some people come to Liberty, yada, yada. But yeah. those those churches that, <laughs> that call us demon music, I mean, mind you, Rob, you know what band I was on. And yes. you know how yes. conservative, like, <laughs> yo, this, I mean, like as traditional, as traditional can get nowadays, Yeah, especially nowadays, like front line, no ankles, mm. right? Like suit and tie. Um, I'm, the only like non-traditional thing is like you got drums and electric guitars. Like that's the only thing, but the song selection. Mm-hmm. Very conservative. I we've been at churches. Get this in in uh, Pennsylvania. We went to one church that had a contemporary service after the traditional. So they were like, mm-hmm. um, "Play this traditional one." We know people are going to hate it, but like, just bear with us. Do what you would do in the contemporary service wow. in our traditional service. But to get away with it, we're going to have a drape up. And the drummer and electric guitars can be behind this this drape. So and y'all are going to play, yes. but you're going to be hidden. Correct. <laughs> 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 we want to hear you. Right. We just we don't, don't want to see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're playing with like an electronic drum kit too, mind you. Like oh. most of the churches we went into, we brought an electronic drum kit so that like Noise wouldn't be an issue from stage. None of us had actual amplifiers for electric. It was all modeling. 
So it's like we're at places that not just the tone, but like it's the visual of having mm-hmm. a drummer sit with two sticks in his hands is too much. So demon, demon music, demon music, man. We're good with hearing the demon music. We just don't want to see it. I think there are so many things I learned about, like, how do you win people over mm-hmm. uh, beyond the music you play? Because the music you play uh, can always be a, a lose. Like, even at my yeah. church now, incredible worship, like, just incredible people, musicians that write these songs that the the church across the world are singing, you know, like... yeah. But every Sunday, there's always something that can be changed because someone doesn't like it or it's too loud or someone was wearing a hat on stage or like, you know what I mean? There's always a loop. So how do you win people over beyond uh, the music is an interesting thing, which I feel like you would have a fun time with with the whole psychology of like, uh, what did you call it before? The people. Yeah, the dynamics of it. Dynamics, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you're absolutely right. Where like those those situations definitely prepared you for something deeper than just the music. Um, and and a church that the church I'm at now is it is it is a church for the unchurched. So we it's purposefully built for those that would say, oh, I don't like church or I don't like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think that's weird. It's It's built for them. So we're getting all kinds of people from all kinds of different um, situations coming in. And so how, how, how do I, as a pastor, um, show them Jesus, right? I, I mean, we have usually 18 minutes of worship. I can't do that in 18 minutes. But we, the entirety of the service lasts an hour. So like there, there's 40 some odd minutes where we get to outside of the worship where we get to interact with these people and show them something so much more, you know, I mean, yeah. In through Jesus's life, you never hear him getting up on a stage and singing songs. <laughs> what if he did? I would love it. I bet you he what, had a dope voice. What if in all of these things, like that's why the thousand people were gathered to hang out and like eat loaves and fishes They're They're originally there. Like, <laughs> For the he special op- music. He opened it up with a special song. That's what it was. That's how 5,000 people end up on a hilltop. Yeah. Dang. There you go. Wow. We cracked the code. That's it. <laughs> that is a, a different code altogether that yes. probably didn't need to be cracked, but, <laughs> no. you know, but knock on the door. That point is so key, though, for uh, – for, for worship leaders. I, I did this um this online conference a few months ago and I walked through they they kind of had me talk about like just worship leading and church culture and I I brought them through the Great Commission. Um what is the Great Commission? Oh the Great let me say that one more time. <laughs> the Great Commission. Gotcha. Co C O. Sorry. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> The, the English language is ever evolving, so yeah, yeah. you just got to try could, things out. It could mean it could something. be the Great Commission, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> anyway, brought them through the Great Commission, and nothing in there says like, "Hey, so you will go out and sing incredible worship music," and that's how I will draw people. Like, 
he talks about teaching and and living and um, proclaiming, declaring, like all these things are in word and and not in song. And so just to remind anybody in that worship sphere, like the the tool in your hand is not is not the thing that provides the growth in people's life. And that's all music is. It's just a tool for you uh, that God has given you uh, to to be a part of his kingdom. But it's not the thing that provides growth. That's only on him, and it's in his word, the infallible word, right? The the word that will not return void, that um, his truth and his likeness that is going to provide that growth. So to understand, like your role is not just a musician; it's 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 to embody his person, and he's given you that ability. Um, and so there are so many other ways than just the traditional worship music moment to reach people. You know, I think that's a really interesting point. So music is a connection point Mm -hmm. that God can use to meet with us on a very personal level, but we do it corporately. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really, a really interesting thing on Sunday mornings that thousands of people, I mean, millions of people or whatever gather, Mm -hmm. uh, and then open their mouths to sing songs where, I mean, they could have just come from the McDonald's drive through line with their, their family trying to get food before going to church. They could, you know, literally just be like getting done partying on a Saturday night, showing up. They could be, you know, have been awake, awake for hours in the word and then show up to church corporately. It's so, Mm -hmm. it's so interesting that music can meet us in a spot and can be that connection point to something uh, very internal, uh, that's externally like, yes. uh, you know, done, but then the connection point beyond that, I think is what you're even touching on is like, how do you take that moment and that connection point where someone knows you as the guy who led that song that mm-hmm. they encountered God through, or they, mm-hmm. you know, their hearts were softened by, and then introduce them to the greater thing. Yeah. Reading the word being with Jesus, being edified in the church. Like, how do you, how do you do all those things? I think that's a really, um, yeah, something to chew on, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And there you have it. My episode with Rob Estevez had a blast talking with him. And again, I I wish I could just post the whole conversation we had, but, uh, ain't nobody got time to listen to two and a half hours of us rambling and giggling about nothing. So <clears throat> it means so much that you'd take time to follow along with this and listen. Um, and I'd love to hear from you. I got a lot of feedback over text uh, from my last one. But if you can, uh, since this is on Apple now, uh, leave a rating, leave a review. If you want to hear something else, text me. <laughs> um, I, I'm just having a blast putting this all together and uh, I'm thankful that you're on the ride with me. So to you, the listener, thanks for having me.